You are listening to Parenting Our Future with certified parent coach, Robin McMahon, author of The Yelling Cure and founder of Parenting for Connection. My podcast is all about providing you with the tools and solutions you need in your parenting so you can create the family you always wanted. For more information on my book and other resources, check out yellingcurebook.com. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Parenting Our Future. It's Robin McMahon here. And on today's show, I am so happy to have Andrea Ferguson back. And Andrea is among many, many, many other amazing things. She is a fit mindset mentor and coach, and she's the founder of the Fit Life Method. And today, because it's the holiday season, we're going to be talking about relationship mirrors. And it's such a cool topic um, because understanding someone's role in your life and why they trigger you, why they push your buttons and drive you crazy can actually help you to drastically and dramatically transform your experience and your relationship with them. So Andrea, welcome. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me, Robin. Awesome. So can you sort of start at the beginning and, and, and explain what it is you mean about a relationship mirror and how relationships are our mirror? Yes. Um, I believe that, or I, I've come to know uh, that everyone in our life is here for a reason. They're here uh, often as a teacher, uh, as someone to help us heal and grow and evolve on a, I like to say on a soul level. Mm. So everyone in our life, uh, I like to ask the question is, what is this person helping me to develop by being in my life? So naturally, people who uh, people come into our lives both as challengers uh, and as supporters. And so, ah, okay. Hmm. <laughs> so challengers and supporters. Okay. So this is one of the things that we wanted to talk about today because we're in the midst of the holiday season and you're going to be faced with people who you don't normally see on a regular basis. Maybe it's uncle Fred, you know, from <laughs> that you only see once a year. Maybe it's your mother-in-law, father-in-law. I don't know. We don't want to vilify in-laws. One day I'll be one, but still, you know, there are people in our lives who just really trigger us. And I think you called them VDP, right? Very, <laughs> Very difficult people. <laughs> yeah. And I have some of those in my life and we all do, right? So, so what you're trying to tell me here is that those people are really a gift. Those they, people are here to teach us. They are. They're here to help you grow and evolve into a higher version of yourself, a better version of yourself. <sighs> okay. <laughs> I know. But are you sure? <laughs> I know, but just even think about making that little shift, that okay. alone, that little perspective shift when you're in the moment of that trigger or being with that person who is, you know, behaving in a difficult way or causing you to feel uncomfortable or angry or mad or sad or whatever it is. Um, simply by making that little shift into a, what are they here to teach me? How are they here to help me grow? Mm-hmm. They're not mm-hmm. here to necessarily tick you off, you know, or they're not necessarily here to make your life difficult. Mm-hmm. Although it may appear that they are. Right. I like to ask the question, okay, what are they here for? How are they going to here to help me grow? And that's a powerful shifter right there. Yeah. 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 So, so the, whether it is intentional that they are hurting you, triggering you, upsetting you or not, the fact is you are upset. So what can you take from that? How can you learn? How can you grow? And, and then 
what I think you're saying is if you can embrace that idea and that fact and do some of the work to release the feelings that you have, understand that they're dealing with their own stuff and it's not really ever about you, yes. right? Then you can show up without those triggers. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. And okay. it's going to take some practice, right? So this is going to take some practice because naturally there are going to be people in your life who are triggering you for a reason, mm -hmm. right? Meaning that they're triggering an old story in you. So what they're doing is they're showing up in your life, presenting themselves in their, in the beauty and glory of who they are. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. And that's just the way it is. Um, and when they trigger something in you, they're, they're triggering an old story. And likely it's an unhealed story you have about yourself and your perception of yourself or the way the world works. And so they're here to show you, sort of call up, bring up the story that needs healing and clearing in order for you to be more at peace, to be more joyful, to have more freedom in your life. Okay. So I want to talk about that in a little bit more detail, but first I want to ask, if we're talking about people in our lives who trigger us, I think it's pretty... It's a, uh, it's a pretty true statement across the board that our kids are also those people. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> it's like, uh, you know, I'll, I'll talk to people who are teachers and they're like, all day long, I'm fine with all the kids in my class. I come home and my kids are driving me crazy. Even psychologists, I've worked with psychologists and they say like, I can do this for all my patients all day long. Why can't I do it with my own kids? Sure. Right. So it's, and it's because it's a totally different relationship. There's a lot more on the line. There's more at stake, but can I ask you then what, what are your, like, what are, what is that about then? Yeah. The, the triggers that, and I mean, I, I, I feel like I already know, but I want to ask you. So. <laughs> uh, I love to think that our kids, our children bring up are, are an expression of or reflect back to us, both our strengths and our gifts. Mm -hmm. as well as our greatest fears about ourselves. Okay, tell me more. Yeah. <laughs> so if you actually are to kind of look, I played with this and I've actually um, done it with both my husband and I, we kind of sat at the table and I'm like, hey, what are your greatest fears? If we were to look at kind of, mm. you know, what are my greatest fear might be? And we kind of look at our kids and we go, yeah. So they actually have often present in a, a, a characteristic or a trait or a way of being in the world that often will trigger our greatest fear. Mm. But when they begin behaving and acting in that way, we're like, <gasps> and it's a big trigger for mm. us because it's our fear. And so we could be talking about a fear of losing control. Yes. Right? Yeah. So, so then here's a perfect opportunity where you have no control really over this human being, right? And that's what triggers you. It could be a trigger of um, not being heard. Right. And, and sure. your kids don't listen to you. Right. Or a fear of that. Right. Is that, yeah. And I'll give you another example. I'll give you a personal example. So, um, I was sort of, I kind of have the, I had, I was maybe come along the way with the belief system that uh, when you're outgoing and when you have a voice and you're a leader and you kind of show up in the world in kind of a, kind of an outward positive way that you are more worthy. Now I consciously didn't think these thoughts. That's just, that's just sort of what I picked up along the way. So then when I had uh, my daughter who came in, who is a very quiet observer or introverted and who tended to hold back in social situations and then sometimes even be uncomfortable with them, that would trigger me. I'd want to like be pushing her out there to be more social, to talk more, to, to have a voice more. And I would bring this kind of almost frantic energy to it. 
Um, because I was like, <gasps> you know, in order for her to be a value, in order for her to be accepted, in order for her to be enough in this world, that is a trait she's going to need to have. Is yeah. that true? No, that was my story. That was my story. And so when I began to realize that her way of being in this world was simply a reflection of the fear I had. And when I could see it as that and I could heal it in myself, I got to accept her exactly as she is and yes. see the beauty of who she is and what she brings in all her beautiful, observing, quiet ways. And I've come to appreciate that so much in her now and actually have discovered a part of me who is much the same. Oh, I love it. <laughs> yes, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I think uh, one of the biggest fears that, that I hear of and the people that I work with and talk to is, is, is a fear of, and I think it's, it's, it's along the same lines, but a fear of your child not being successful, uh, not, you know, uh, of whatever the opposite of a loser is, you know, yeah. like <laughs> to be like, right. Um, yeah. and, and I mean, that's pretty, that's not very nice to say, but anyway. And so therefore out of our fear, yes. if we see our, our kids not having the grades that they need to have, or they're not, you know, performing, they're not joining the clubs that they should or blah, 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 blah. Boy, does that ever evoke a lot of fear. Right. But it's our stuff. It's, it's our, our it goes back to often our regret Yes. around where we didn't measure up, where we didn't have success, where we, you know, wish we'd done better, right? So there are a mirror for us showing us that trigger when our kids being lazy, not measuring up, not performing at the level that we think they should be forming at. That is a amazing sign, a beautiful sign for you to go inwards. Yeah. So okay. what is this really about? Yeah. When you can actually sort of turn it inwards on yourself and do a little of exploration, you can actually release them on some level and your approach will be much different as well. Yeah. And what's really exciting about this episode is you're going to show us exactly how to do that. So <laughs> I can't wait to get to that. So, okay. Well, I just, I really want to paint the picture of, you know, where, where our pain comes from and we know it comes from the past. We operate from the place, from places where we've been hurt. We also operate from places where we were powerless before to do anything about it, which often is in our childhood, right? Right? And that, that's a lot of what comes up for, for me and, and with the clients that I work with too. So having said that, let's go back to the adults in our life. Um, and, and, and I really hope that everybody can relate this back and forth between the adults, people in our lives, and our kids as well. So uh, yeah, really, it's the same idea. I really want to just look at them. And, and again, you're going to show us exactly how to do that. So here's what I want to know, though. There are certain people who... Oh, who are just really hard. And, and, and what if you have somebody who is really controlling and really dominating in your life? Like, what is that about? Mm -hmm. So I like to ask the question when someone is being, I, I, I want to ask what their behavior is or how are they making me feel? So if they're being controlling and dominating, the, the reflection of that is that they're likely uh, calling you to be more take charge of your own opinion make take charge of your own worth take charge of your own life right mm -hmm. that's they're actually usually calling you to do the very opposite thing that the way they're making you feel hmm. does that make so, sense yeah so then what does that mean do i do i show up then and and am more sort of ready to take charge and say no it's not okay is that what you're saying yes Yes. You would want to come back from the place of, so, so if, well, it depends what your pattern is, of course, I guess that's what we want to look at here. So if your habit or your pattern in that situation is to kind of give way, 
and to just allow this person to demand and to control for you. So your pattern is to kind of give way in that situation. Be a doormat. Be a doormat. And that's no longer working for you because likely that's what's causing the trigger. And there's likely a story along the line there, maybe that I'm not worthy or something's, you know, that I have to do this in order to be safe and okay. You can be curious about your story. Mm-hmm. So the healed action would be to have a voice, mm-hmm. to stand up for yourself, mm-hmm. to communicate in a way um, that is you taking charge and ownership for your truth or what's okay for you. Mm-hmm. Right? And I always say, this isn't a, this isn't a like, okay, I'm going to go to combat now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely not that. I always say that we want to get the kind of get the healing on that and see that this person's just ch- challenging me to challenge myself. Mm-hmm. Right. And to come from a place of love and connection always. Right. You know, I had a, I had a, uh, a situation recently where, where this was taking place for me and I'm a pretty easygoing person, but I also am kind of in control too, right? Like I, you know, whatever. So I, I feel like I'm a happy balance, but this person really wanted to take control of the situation. And I found myself so incredibly triggered. And so I was going like, and, and, and I was with this person for more than one day. <laughs> and I was like on this emotional roller coaster Cause I'm like, what is happening to me? Why am I so angry, like, and frustrated with this person? And it was really consuming me and I wasn't happy about it at all. But then I also was like, like, I was feeling regret. Like, why didn't I say something more? Like, what was like, like normally that's not my thing. Right. Mm -hmm. So, but I, but I, I allowed it to dominate me. Um, but I've learned from it since, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah. So I still used the opportunity, even though I didn't really respond in the way that I think I could have. And and I would have, would have liked to have responded in a firm, but loving way, understanding way, because I do know that that's not my stuff. That's like their stuff. They're controlling because they've got their own things going on. But for me, you know, it, it definitely was a trigger for me and, and I didn't handle it the way I wanted it to, but I was able to still use it. Like I just said. Definitely. So you often, especially when you're just learning and practicing this, you might not get it in the moment. That's just mm-hmm. reality. You're going to, you're going to walk away from it. But once you have a little bit of the tools and that was me before too, for sure. And then still sometimes depending on what the trigger is, you know, in the moment, sometimes it's difficult to get and put it into place. But when you can come away from it and you have a process to work through so you can get the learning that the next time it will happen because it will. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> like works. The universe just keeps delivering until you have the opportunity to, uh, to master it, um, then you will be able to show up differently next time. But even mm-hmm. having, how did that perspective shift? So be, being able to just see it from that perspective, help you move into a place of compassion or help you move into a place of understanding with it rather than taking it so personally. How did I do that? Yeah. Um, well, did it help having that perspective or being able to look at it like that help you be able to see it from a new lens? Oh, definitely. Definitely. And I also, you know, I'm at a place where when I'm feeling these, those kinds of feelings, I usually question them because it's, you know, I, I really have worked so hard to be um, non-judgmental and accepting. You know, it doesn't mean that I don't judge. It doesn't mean that I, I, I am not negative sometimes, but, but I thought, okay, this is, this is different for me. Mm -hmm. And, and also I don't think this person liked me. And I think that was a problem for me too. Like I'm pretty likable, I think, but she didn't like me at all. And I was like, Whoa, that doesn't feel good. So, so you know what I think really helps though in general, and you're, you're the master, not me. 
is just to slow the heck down, yes. <laughs> you know, like just, yeah. And I, I mean, I always like pausing with my kids is the first thing they do, but just slow down for a minute before you react, before you respond and just be like, how come? Like, mm -hmm. what is this? Had mm -hmm. I done that then, I think I would have been, I would have had more of a voice yeah. and I would have been able to, to say, Hey, you know what? Like, I need you to like, it's okay for you to relax. I've got this. Yeah. I'm good. And also I may make a mistake and you may be uncomfortable and that's okay with me too. <laughs> you know, right? And yeah, for sure. And sometimes I also like to look at it as sometimes it's coming up for us, even when we've done a lot of work and we've done a lot of stuff, it's coming up for us because there's a new layer for us. Yeah, true. So there's a new opportunity for us. Maybe there's a, something a little deeper, mm. still lingering. And thank you person for mm. showing up in my life to help me catch that. Yeah. That lingering thing is preventing me from continuing to grow and to evolve yeah. further. So that's yeah, exactly when we've done the work and even having coming, you know, level of mastery that maybe you have when you are someone who's experienced in this, um, there's still opportunities for us if you want mm -hmm. to continue to grow and evolve. And this is how it shows up in our life. Mm -hmm. Thank mm -hmm. you. <laughs> yes, thank you, and I, and I I am grateful for 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 that person for sure. I know I'm sort of speaking in code because I don't want anybody to be upset. Okay, so that was a good example from my own life. Thank you for mm -hmm. indulging me. <laughs> and now, um, so tell me about some other kinds of people that tend to trigger us and tend to be those VDPs. <laughs> it's very difficult people. Yeah, code words here. Mm -hmm. So um, if the person is judging and hard to please where nothing is ever good enough, you know, you want to question, are they helping you uh, to connect to your own self-worth mm -hmm. internally rather than relying on them? Mm -hmm. So it can feel hard to be in the, in, in the space of someone being judgmental and hard to please, but I mean, what are they here to teach you? Right. Yeah. That's really hard. Come from in here, right. Come from in here. Right. Yeah. If the person is negative and trying to pull into pull you into their negativity, we've all been there, right? When we're kind of at a high yes. vibe state and we're getting pulled and we're getting pulled. And maybe that's something that it happens is that you're in a, in a high vibe state and you find that you're around people who are negative and then you're pulled out. So maybe they are here to teach you to stay in your own emotional state or build the skill of becoming the master of your own emotional state, regardless of how they are. That's a right. So not get sucked in by their negativity and make it ruin your own day because we know that that kind of way of being is contagious, right? Yes, but joy. our way of being joyful and all this stuff is also contagious, right? Yeah. So yeah. can you, can you maintain your state or stay in that energetic state despite the external conditions? Mm. So people who are negative, they're here to challenge you. They're here to give you the opportunity to practice. So challenge accepted. <laughs> challenge accepted. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. Uh, if the person is mistreating you, mm. are they uh, trying to help you to finally connect with your deep knowing that you deserve more and that this mistreatment is unacceptable to me, uh, unacceptable to you? Good one. You know, are they, they're here to teach you about your own deservingness and for you to own that and not wait for something outside of you to give you permission to own it. That's so good. Uh, and this one I like too, which is um, if a person is betraying you, so is there betrayal trying to flush out uh, a deeper betrayal that you experienced as a child that you haven't fully grieved or healed? So that could be why that's happening. Or are they mirroring back to you your own continual self-betrayal? Whoa. Yeah. So self-betrayal can look like people-pleasing, right? When I'm always putting other people's <gasps> before my own. Yes. A priority in my own life. That's self-betrayal. 
Yeah, I've done some of that in my life. Yes, me too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, very interesting. Okay. That is thank you for that. That those are really great examples. You are currently listening to the Parenting Our Future podcast. I'm parent coach Robin McMahon. If you're enjoying this podcast, please share it with someone who you think might also need to hear this message. And please don't forget to subscribe. And I would be grateful if you gave me a five-star rating on iTunes. If you'd like to connect with me, all my details are in the show notes. And for a copy of my book, go to yellingcurebook.com. Now back to the show. So now we... What are we going to do with these people? <laughs> now yeah, that we, so, we, we know that they're going to teach us, you have some, some tools to, to get us to a new place with these lovely, judgy, negative, <laughs> betraying people. <laughs> there are assignments. Uh, they are our assignments. Okay, yes. Right? So I like to look at them as there are assignments. These challenges are here to help you grow. So we have to know how to handle the assignments, right? Obviously, we want to have some, again, it's great to be able to say, okay, I can get that perspective, but how can I move a little further with it? Or how can I get the, I like to say, get the healing on it and move through it. Yeah. Right? So <clears throat> I have a series of um, questions that I could lead you through if that helps. Yes, um, please. Process. And we can, uh, can we put these in the show notes too? You bet. Awesome. Awesome. So everybody, you can do it yourself. Yes. <laughs> okay. It's all about empowering you to do this and work through it on your yeah. own. Yeah. And okay. Awesome. Steps to, to work through on a continual basis because they will continue to show up, I'm sure. Yes. <laughs> that onion, you just unpeel those layers. <laughs> and it does get less and less, right? I think you can, you can relate to that too. This does get less and less. So as you heal and as you show up differently, you, the dynamics in your relationships do shift. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And, and one thing I want to say too, if, if I can, just before you, you, you dive in is, is part of the, the situation that I mentioned is that yes, I will show up in a different way, but I also am going to hold a boundary for myself too, which I think is really healthy. Like that won't, I won't necessarily let myself be put in that situation again. Although, right. If, uh, if, if, if this person came up, I mean, I will accept them with love and, and understanding, but we don't need to hang. <laughs> Totally. Totally. Right? Absolutely. It's important. So I can see you where you're at and I can actually see you as me, right? Cause, cause they're also reflecting a little piece of us sometimes too, right? We're able to just kind of go, Oh, I get that. And I, and I am that way in some ways too. It may look different, but I, I, I see you as me, right? So I can have compassion, but what is the energy and how does it work for me? If it doesn't work for you, that's okay. And that's where that boundary goes up. Yeah. Good one. Good okay. One. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, um, the question I like to ask, uh, is who in your life is here to help you heal and evolve? So that is again, who the person is triggering you. The person who is triggering you is the person who here, who's here to help you heal and evolve. So I like to use that language. Okay, good. So again, it just puts it into the positive perspective. So mm -hmm. you, you'd think about the person, um, in mind, the VDP. And then I like to ask the question, uh, what is happening with this person? Okay, so this is where I, I like to, I like to get my story. So often I'll kind of write it out or I'll talk it out and I'll just go, okay, they're being this way. They're behaving this way. Um, this is how they're making me feel. Right. And you're kind of getting, getting an idea of, of what the story is and you're behind the trigger. And so this is a place where you don't want to edit your feelings or your thoughts. No, you just want to like barf it all out. Right. Absolutely. Barf it yeah. out. 
<laughs> my word not yours <laughs> I love it I love it just, just, it's, yeah it's getting it out um, and then you want to look at how am I currently interpreting the situation so what is the message I'm getting so if it's someone who's being controlling or demanding it's that I don't have control who do they think they are you know um, what is the message that I don't have a voice that I don't have a say right can you can you think of what you may have been feeling in that similar situation what was the message you were getting from that person? And it's going to be one probably aligned with the anger. Yeah. Uh, you mean my situation that I was yeah, talking about? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that that I am, um, I can't be counted on. I, um, I can't be counted on. Mm. And I, um, I am flaky, mm. um, irresponsible. Yeah, mm. pretty much that. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't feel good. No, it doesn't feel good. <laughs> no. so that's the story based on your history, mm-hmm. right? That you got, uh, what your perception was based on their behavior or what they triggered in you, correct? Exactly. Right? Yeah. So it's really important to catch that story, mm-hmm. right? Because then you can start to go, oh, is that true? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. You have to, is that really true? So instead, that's the nice question. Is that really true? And is that true all of the time? Mm. Right. We've all maybe had moments of that. Maybe we are sometimes. Maybe, maybe you're like, yeah, that is true. <laughs> and it's something I need some to of it about. is. Yeah. And, and some of it is I can be flaky and I can be a little like uh, I'm not unreliable on purpose, but like I just have so much going on. So yeah, I can be. I can be late. Right. I don't like being, I don't like being late, but it can be. (laughs) And so again, some, there's sometimes there's stuff for us here. Like we literally got to own our stuff in this, in this part too. We can't just sit there and make everything about everyone else and say that we have no, not no part in this. So you definitely want to look at go, what, what part of this is true Mm. and what part of this isn't. Mm -hmm. So then the next question you would want to ask is if this person is here to teach you something to help you heal, evolve or grow, Mm -hmm. what are they trying to teach you? So if you, in order for you to sort of grow and evolve on a higher level, there's maybe there is that some of those skills, maybe it is about, I've got to be more reliable and I need to be more effective at my time management list. That could be the opportunity for you. Mm-hmm. But the, the other piece of it, you know, where maybe it was like, I'm unworthy or, or there's something wrong with me or my value was at stake or my love was at stake is often that's kind of going on underneath the service. Is that really true? And that's the part of you going, no. No, just because I'm late or just because I'm, it doesn't make me unworthy or doesn't make me a flake or doesn't, you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. So unlikable and like, yeah, unlikable too is, would have been a big one for me. <laughs> unlikable, right? Yeah. And unlikable on a core level for, for, for anyone is like, oh, that feeling of being potentially being unlikable can be very triggering for us naturally. Yeah, right? yeah definitely. Definitely. And that goes into my past too. Of course. And I think yeah. everybody has that story. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. So you just kind of want to look at what the, what are they here to teach you? So what are they here to, how are they here to help you grow? And so, and also how to sort of own your power and not give it away in that situation. Mm-hmm. And then once you get the lesson, um, you want to engage uh, the next time. So how would you gain in, in the future? How would you choose to engage differently next time? So you kind of want to map that out a little bit. What would it look like to engage from a place of owning my power? Yeah. Knowing my truth and, and setting a clear boundary. So I like to have that kind of thought about in advance. So when it shows up again, I'm like, oh, here's the situation. Because that's how, that's how we learn, right? Is we kind of want to think about it 
outside of the situation so that we can put it in place when it arises the next yes, time. Yes, yes. Act when we're triggered. Yeah. We'll it's like an, back to those old patterns, right? Exactly. Yeah. It's like an implementation uh, intention where you, yeah, you, you're thinking ahead to, to the intention that you want to set for yourself and how you want to show up. And, and when I look back, I would have showed up with more communication too. Like, this is what's happening. This is what we're doing. Cause I, I see that you need a lot of reassurance and you're worried about things and this is what's happening. This is how it's going to go. And, and then when, when things came back on me, it would have just been like that. That's okay. I, I, I know it's hard for you to be uncomfortable. Right. Ah, compassion. Yeah, I know. I see that that's hard for you. Yeah. But it doesn't mean I'm a loser. No, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Because that's the story that's got to go. Yeah. The one that I'd be a loser because of this, right? And yeah. we all have that version that goes on, right? Yes. So, yeah. um, so then that's what the question I would ask is if, um, how would I respond to this situation having learned the lesson, right? Mm-hmm. What boundaries would I set? Yeah. What boundaries would I set? And then what actions would you take to engage differently next time? Yeah. It's some thought and some kind of, and, and then, and then it's, it's, this is how you heal it. Yeah. And healing it happens not just on the page here when you write this, the, while you'll, you'll understand the steps to healing by articulating and writing it out. The healing happens the next time something happens like this and you show up differently. That's when the yes. healing. Yes. Oh. And then you're giving yourself like a high five, like, yeah, like <laughs> out I of the back. I would have done this before, but this yes. time I did this, you know, and even if it's imperfect, you know, and even if it's just a little bit of improvement, you, you sort of went back, but I caught it and I, that's healing. And then yeah. every time I show up from that place, you're showing up from that healed place. Hmm. And thank you for saying that because we may not get it right the next time. We no. may just get part of it right. And that's okay too. Right. Yes. Oh, it's all good. It's all good. Every little step in the direction of that healed response and healed action is good. And depending on what the situation is, depending on how deep it is and how rooted it is, it may take more imperfect practice. Mm -hmm. Yes. And that's okay. So go easy on yourself too. (laughs) Yes. You don't want to add beating yourself up to the list of things that are going on. Like just be kind to yourself. Yes. So this is a practice in self-compassion. Yes. Right. So this is a practice in both self, sorry, I should say self, both self-compassion and compassion for others. Mm. Right. So I'm going to have a practice for the, the unhealed part of me that's getting triggered and just seeing it through a new lens, mm. right. Rather than beating myself up or telling that old story. And then also seeing that person as a gift and yes. also seeing them as me. Like I get it. I've been there. I know yeah. it looks different. We may, we, we may be handling that feeling of control differently, but I get you. You know, yeah. we're, we are the same. We're all hustling to just be enough to be seen and to be heard. Yeah. Yes. And yes. That's, that's how we're all the same. Yeah. So that's how you move into a place of compassion with it and really just accept the lesson and mm-hmm. accept the assignment as an opportunity for healing and growth. Right. Okay. So everyone who's listening, your assignment is to try these steps before you are, you are met with some of these people who trigger you in your life, right? This is such a great time to do this and see how you can make the holidays so peaceful for yourself and show up in a different way. Like how amazing would that be when you can show up with compassion, with understanding, when normally you would be on guard, you would be uh, ready to, you know, to fight, to be angry, whatever it is. And instead to just accept 
and to, you know, to just be different. I think that is, I would just love to hear from, from you if you are going to do this work and, and see how that, how that changes for you. I think that's, that's so good. And, and also look at your kids, you know, look at what they are showing you through your own triggers. Right. And, and, you know, look at yourself from, from the perspective as a child too, like what happened when you were a child that, that might be, that, that is related to this. Cause it is. Absolutely. Right. And, and I, and I always say that my, you know, my oldest son who, who brought me to this work, he is my greatest gift because if it wasn't for him, if I hadn't struggled with him and done a lot of work, I wouldn't be here now. And, you know, I still, I have more joy. I have more connection and compassion. I meet people like you. I get to, you know, coach these beautiful parents that I do. And I am so grateful and so thankful to him. It doesn't mean that all of our problems are solved and that it's, you know, it's smooth sailing. I work at it every day. I practice it. And, and the key word is practice because I have to commit to it every day I have to practice every day. We go deeper. We, you know, we evolve every day. Things change as our, my kids grow in different circumstances come into to play. So there's, there's always, it's like the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> 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 keeps me humble my kids keep me yeah keep me in yeah, the trenches working yeah they do and thank god for that thank god for that so andrea do you have any last words um to leave us with here um because this has been awesome thank you so much just thank you so much for having me i think we truly are uh, in a perfect time and place to be actually putting some of this stuff into practice with the holiday season so my hope is that you'll just take imperfect practice, take uh, little steps uh, to shift the way you perceive uh, and see your world and see the people in your world. And if you can just make that simple shift that everyone is a gift, whether they're challengers or supporters, uh, it, you'll, you'll experience quite a, uh, a significant change in, in how you feel and how you show up. Uh, and that's what matters most. Oh, I love it. On that note, <laughs> thank you so much. And we'll see you in January for another episode. I look forward to it. Thanks, Andrea. And all of Andrea's details are going to be in the show notes as well as all of these, uh, these, these tools. So thanks again, Andrea, and we'll see you soon. Bye, <laughs> Bye everyone. Thank you for listening to this edition of my podcast, Parenting Our Future. I'm parent coach Robin McMahon. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please share it with someone who you think might also need to hear this message. And don't forget to subscribe. And if you like my work, I'd be grateful if you gave me a five-star rating. For those of you who like my content and want more, visit me at yellingcurebook.com to get your copy of my book and to find other resources to help you. Until next time, I am wishing you and your family peace and connection.